Hello and welcome everybody. It is Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. And let me tell you, it's cold. Really cold. Catastrophically cold. It has, it is uh, in the car here right now, it says negative 20. On the phone it was telling me negative 18. Once you get about 10 below zero though, it's all the same. I mean, it just sucks. Um, and anybody from Minnesota already knows this. I do apologize for my, uh, vehicle making all the noise and everything. I've got, um, you know, I'm in the vehicle doing the podcast right now. And let me tell you, we've been busy. We've been real busy. Um, at home, uh, even with this cold weather, uh, we're trying to get peek out of our shell we're trying to get up and do things um, we're trying to get out uh, my wife had class on Saturday so uh, my daughter and I did some shooting at the archery club uh, another thing uh, we I am uh, currently in the middle of still incubating quail eggs I do believe we have 12 days left uh, things are looking good there uh, the turner is working. I had to adjust the eggs the other day because there was two of them that looked like they weren't turning every time the turner went around. And uh, I didn't want them to get worn out or broken um, and make it dirty. Uh, another thing is uh, we're making our quail pens. Uh, I, I kind of go out in the garage. The garage isn't heated, but if the middle of the day, if I open this south facing garage doors and I get in there and do some cutting and I'm only out there a few minutes at a time my hands get cold but uh, I can do my work that I need to do and then I take it and carry it all into the basement and I'm assembling our quail pen in pieces and or quail coop whatever you want to call it a cage whatever um pretty excited about that it's going to be a three tier system there's going to be three different cages uh, we do not want our quail to be walking on wire so i'm using plywood for the floor i'm going to be putting linoleum on top of that uh, so we can clean it out easily uh, i've probably already explained all this but to uh to no attire uh, i do have i do have that going on um but today, uh, one of the important things that I wanted to talk about uh, is in the poultry thing was an issue that we've had during this cold weather. Uh, you know, you don't usually take your chicken to a vet per se. It just, it's not very cost effective. Um, most of the time, most people uh, you either cull the bird if it if it runs into issues uh, by either butchering it or uh, killing it or uh, just putting it to the wayside. Sometimes you don't you don't necessarily. I mean, a lot of the killing that is done is mercy killing. It's not it's not some ruthless uh, dude with a sword just looking to cut off a chicken's head. Um, you know, but if if there is suffrage it is nice to to get rid of the get get rid of the suffering you know um 
one thing that happened to us is I went in to let the birds, well, not necessarily out because they don't come out of the coop when it's 20 below at all. They don't even step outside of it. I don't even know if they get off their perch, to be honest. Um, but I was filling their food, filling their water. And there was one on the ground, and I thought, well, I'm going to take her and set her up on a perch. And then I took her and set her up on a perch, and I thought, holy shit, what do we got going on here? So she had uh, icy poop stuck to her butt. And it was a lot. There was a reason she wasn't up on a perch is because it was weighed so much. And it was about, it was totally frozen block of poop about the size of a, of an average size cereal bowl. And I'm not kidding you. It was big. Um, and I thought, well, my heavens, you know, I mean, you know, what happened is it, it's so cold outside that she probably got some poop on her butt or, you know, dipped her butt in the, in the heated water there and then it instantly froze. Or she walked across another chicken's poop or whatever. It doesn't really matter how it happened, but it happened. And every time this chicken went to the bathroom, it just kept building and building and building. Well, it was huge. So what do you do? I didn't know if there was something extremely wrong or not so we have a basement in our house and I got a dog kennel set up because we have dogs and cats you know so I really couldn't just bring it in and let it run around but I got some cardboard on the bottom of a dog kennel got that set up and uh, let her be there for the day and then it just eventually all started falling off kind of in tears and pieces and uh, it all came off and it turns out that the the chickens just fine uh, everything seemed to look anatomically correct so uh, what we did is my wife and I uh, uh, took her upstairs and this is just a darling bird just lovely very very well well uh, it's a Rhode Island red and very docile um, so I took her up to the tub uh, held her upside down, washed her butt off underneath the uh, faucet of the bathtub. That seemed to work pretty well. Uh, and then I kept her inside overnight, and her feathers got all matted down. Now, I'm not a fan at all of taking a chicken when it's 20 below out, putting it indoors, and then putting it back outdoors. That's not really good for you. But uh, her feathers all matted down, and when she was out in the cold, her feathers were all fluffed up and everything like that. So today, this bird will be going outside. Feathers will get fluffy again, and uh, we're hoping to um, see her make the mend. Uh, within the week, it's going to get up to 40s for a high during the day, and then into the 20s at night. So I think everything will be fine. Uh, uh, we're going to double and triple and quadruple our temperatures. You know, going from 20 below to 30 degrees is a 50 degree swing. Uh, it's 50 degrees warmer, it will be. So I just simply can't wait for that. But I wanted to let you know, you know, that, that when you do have these difficulties, um, it, it's a bitch. But you got to just bring them in the house, bring them in a dog kennel. Sometimes you'll have to have a chicken in your house for a few days. 
uh, and however you bed their pen or whatever, it, it'll work. Uh, we're, we're lucky enough that we have one of these bigger dog kennels um, for a large dog, and that's kind of our hospital. And the basement's great, it works awesome. You know, it's just a concrete floor, no big deal. If we wanted to put pine bedding in there, we could. But for today and yesterday, we just put the cardboard in there. It worked pretty good. Um, we've also had other instances where uh, one, as soon as a chicken sees blood on another chicken, it will peck like a son of a bitch, all of them, on that other chicken. So you do not want your brooder too hot they'll start picking on each other another thing is uh if one gets injured at all it's really good to keep keep checking on your birds make sure you see if they're injured or not because if one gets injured a little bit the rest of them will make that injury bad by picking on it because they just love the sight of blood for whatever reason and i don't know what it is um so you always try to keep um Keep those separate for a while until everything heals up, and then the other ones won't uh, won't pick on it. So that's another reason to bring a chicken inside or or, or set it off to the side or whatever. Um, that's a big thing. Um, once in a while, you will think that your chickens are sick if they quit laying eggs and they don't leave the egg laying area or your uh, egg baskets that's not the case at all um, they usually come out and eat once a day or every other day uh, that chicken is more than likely just brody and it's sitting on the eggs uh, chickens have what's called a pecking order if you've ever heard that I'm sure you have um, and what, what they do is they pick one that's going to lay on the eggs. Uh, very common breeds for this are Coochins and Buff Orfingtons get Brody a lot. We did have a Barama and or Delaware that uh, went Brody, but it was very undependable and would not sit on the eggs. We were going to try to hatch them out last summer, but extremely undependable bird uh, a buff orfington or a coochin you know it'd be nice is if you marked a few eggs left them under there and they'll turn them and they'll do what they need to do uh, and they could hatch out your eggs for you but uh, yeah this this uh, this Brahma was not having it. it it would it would go Brody for three days and the next thing you know it'd be outside um, and we tried to keep eggs under it uh, we just didn't mark them, which next time I would mark them. We might try it this summer. We'll see. But uh, anyway, um, that was a pretty neat deal doing that. But we never did get any hatch out of it. But uh, if you have any medical questions at all about chickens, you know, I don't know everything. But uh, we've had chickens for long enough to know a few things. Um, once in a while... You know, I mean, everybody likes closure, but once in a while you're just gonna go out there and you're gonna find a chicken dead. Uh, extreme heat and extreme cold tends to do this. Uh, we had a pretty darn healthy bird one time. Uh, it got extremely hot in the summer 
Uh, we have shaded areas where our coops are, but uh, damn it, the frickin' thing was dying, and, and by the time I got home from work, it was dead. Uh, and we, at this point, had not had any chickens really die on us, so it was hard, you know, as a family to take that. You know, your first chicken death is a tough one. Uh, I'm not saying it's something that you get used to, but what I'm saying is um, it's something that uh, doesn't hit you quite as hard uh, as you go on and as you have more and more chickens in your flock. Um, so anyway, that being said, I guess I'll get the heck out of here. I really want to thank you for listening today, but uh, uh, one thing is is I'd like to have somebody that I interview on the podcast, no matter how new, uh, what kind of chicken uh, things you're getting into, whether it be meat birds, whether it be eggs. I like other people's insight. I also like to see other people's coops. Um, I really, I just really enjoy uh, the different aspects of this and seeing how other people approach things. Um, Internet cowboys nowadays are telling you how you have to do things. And the first thing I'll tell you is uh, believe in yourself. You can do things your way and also you can innovate and show other people new ways of doing things. And that's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen, and I appreciate it. Uh, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com or you can always feel free to uh, to email me on there and uh, phone conversation back and forth. Uh, maybe you could be on the podcast and we can get you a good interview. Anyway, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.